is already off the rails before you even start. Welcome into the PHNX Rising Podcast. Appreciate y'all joining us. Uh, full disclaimer, reason why we're late is uh, producer Jacob. I'm totally going to take the fall for this one. Apparently he was singing High School Musical. Someone uh, in the room didn't know or watch High School Musical. The person shall remain nameless. And that person was shamed, uh, you know, for no good reason. But anyway, we're here now. Uh, no, I will not be showing feet. Let's get that out of there. I don't believe I have to start a podcast like that, but apparently we do. Beer Tower's going. Owen's here. Owen, what do you want? I don't know, but the chat <laughs> keeps going on about you and your, your I don't know, feet, apparently. Um, are they talking about football? my... Oh, they're talking about my golden boots. No. Ah, no. ah yes. We hear enough. We hear enough about... <laughs> The golden boot. You You're telling me you've heard enough about in, the golden boot, and yet you keep on you and the freaking account asking about feet. That's what you want to see. I'm not asking about them. I'm well. You literally ask. Max is showing feet. You literally just the question, asked I'm, that I'm trying to work out if it's true or not. The chat is making its own discussion. Mikey, it's, I agree. I haven't. The, uh, that, our person hasn't seen it, but High School Musical is is not good. Okay, there we go. There we go. Uh, shout out Mikey in the chat. I do not know beers. See Celie. I, I saw uh, Celie. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of Argentina goalkeeper keeping a shutout. You're talking about Rocco, right? To Mikey's point, right? Definitely not talking about Emmy Martinez. Oh, definitely, yeah, no. We're not Villa fans here. No, certainly not. Go Spurs. Uh, anyway, we have quite... Spurs. Who is Spurs? Again? Stop it, stop it. You know. Not you know. even the most notable team with Spurs in the name, though. If you search it. Wait, what? But if you search Spurs, the other, the other Spurs comes up first. It's freaking bad, dude. Well, wait, wait, before I do that, just, it's... Just type Spurs in here. No, hit. no, because we're in, we're, we're in the U.S. Of course it's going to be slanted. <laughs> Okay. Everything. San okay, because space. we're literally in the U.S. Yeah. Anyway, we, right, let's get back on track. My we word. We, this is all your fault. We have a good show. I don't say great. It's good. It's going to be a good show. Uh, we have a good show for Ooh, you guys. He's down playing it already. Oh, my gosh. We... <laughs> Set the bar low. Set the bar limbo, low. limbo under it or hop over it, baby. But yeah, I got a, got a good show for you guys today. Going to be talking a bit further into Rising's draw against Tulsa, which was nil, nil. something. Uh, gonna First nil-nil draw of the season going, for Rising. Yeah, then we're going to go a little bit further later into the show about... Um, we were talking about the defense. I know a lot of the times, I think recently, we've been highlighting the attack for Rising, especially Notable, right, with Danny Trejo, Arteaga. You get it, the whole crew there. We really mm. want to show some love to the defense, especially with all of a little bit rotations that we've uh, seen in recent, really, weeks, months, all that stuff. We'll get into that. And then, of course, everyone's favorite around the USL in uh, Owen's Siri-esque voice. But, uh, Owen, you know... Well, there's actually big transfer news in around the USL today, so we'll, we'll yes, have to yeah, get on yes, that one Yes, well. of course, but... Uh, you know, Owen, we kind of were watching uh, that match, and I think we kind of came away being maybe not indifferent is the right word. There definitely were some missed opportunities, but I think you look at the performance, you look about how Rising went, and you kind of think that draw, especially in the goalless fashion, was whether it was good or bad, it was probably deserved. Yeah, yeah. Although, I'll emphasize this. Look, Rising... In a lot of ways in that first half, I think when you look back at it, did they do enough to score? No. no. Should they have? And the answer to that is yes. And that's the view, broadly speaking, within the, the technical staff as well. Okay? You look at how Rising came out in the first half, crossing wasn't there, some of the finishing wasn't there. Um, 
at the same time, you've got to bear in mind in recent years, if you're building a team that's looking towards making it far in the playoffs, what's the, the focus really? Should, what should it be for you? Mm-hmm. And you look at recent teams that have won it. San Antonio, you look at Orange County, teams that were solid defensively. That's a good foundation. That's yes. what you want to build at this time of year. The key thing in a lot of ways is not losing. If you go out there and score three goals, it doesn't matter if you concede four. But if you don't concede a goal, the worst case you go out from from the mark okay you're not losing games going into the playoffs you're telling you're telling me if more goals scored again go go against you than for you then you're gonna lose oh yeah it's funny that isn't it max Um, i see mike mikey's comment right two clean sheets in the first 20 games four in the last eight yeah yeah um i will say this uh we're going man pat here don't like how they sat uh i don't like how on saturday um they seem to settle for the draw way too early I get that. Um, again, there, there was a reason for the tactics to change. I think that's something that we should broadly acknowledge here, okay? Mm-hmm. The way of the field, and I know people will say you can't blame the field, and I agree for the whole performance, you can't blame the field because both teams have to play 45 minutes down that end. But in the second half, that does change how you have to play. You can't play on it in the way that Phoenix Rising often like to play. You can't be passing it around in the same way because what you will do there, you are going to lose the ball in those spots, okay? That field is atrocious. Quite frankly, it's uh, it's just poor that this still exists in this Abismal. league, okay? It's good that the number of baseball stadiums has reduced in this league. But quite frankly, if that number's not zero, it's still too many. Um, It's not a good playing service. You have to bear that in mind when you think about how they played in the second half. They still had chances in that second half. They should have scored. Um, Again, we we went into it a lot on on Saturday with Gabby Torres, okay? Yeah. You've got to force a save out of the goalkeeper on that one, okay? You're through on goal in the way that he is there. He waits way too long, way too long to take that shot. And it allows the goalkeeper, or the defender, sorry, to to recover in that case. Um, It's moments like that, moments like in the first half, whereby maybe they're trying to do too much with it. Again, not getting the shot off in time. Moments where they're not putting crosses in effectively. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not finding people in the area in those kind of moments. That's where the issue is, okay? Overall, Rising did not deserve in any way, shape, or form to lose that game, okay? Yep. You you can argue that a draw is a fair result. It probably is on balance just because of how poor Rising were at times in front of goal. But if there was any team you were going to say was going to edge it, really it should have been Phoenix Rising. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think like it's kind of the point we we're talking about. First off, shout out Ed, Eddie in the chat, drinking a kill lifter to support the pod, seeing Owen drinking the wow on his own. And, um, right, I think the thing we kept on talking about is Rising was just a step slow in the areas that accounted. Again, I go back to you were looking at, you kind of compare this to the beginning of the season, right, where they were sluggish throughout. It was a lot of swinging from side to side throughout the back, maybe progressing to the midfield, possibly, but really there was nothing at all in the attacking third, even from a passing standpoint. This nil-nil draw, even if you don't like it, to me, that was not the same case. Rising did look to progress and break lines into the midfield very often when they regained the ball. They were very quick to cycle possession back in the midfield, 
push it to front lines when they can. The issue was in the final third, they just weren't clinical, whether it was the Gabby Torres point, whether I'm seeing Mikey's comment, Arteaga should have finished this. I will say a bit of a like well done to hold off the fender, cut it back off his foot and really just didn't get enough curl on it. If that is the one he was referring to, but I think it was just not enough fluid runs through, which they, we saw a plenty in the previous couple of matches. Right, but there's something to, to note there as well, which is that Rising, broadly speaking, has done better against teams that often defend with four. Um, it's not a perfect rule, right? But that's been something that you can say, I think on the whole, they do better against teams that come out with a back four than playing with the, the three back um, and then obviously the wing backs. Now, Tulsa were very disciplined in the way that they approached this game on times. Um, they often had a lot of players back. They had a lot of players deep. That makes it harder, a lot harder to get more chances, to get better quality chances, because there are so many bodies in a compact area. You have to recognize that, right? There were times where I'd kind of step off to the side a little bit and just go, okay, how many are they defending with? And you look in the moments, and they'd be defending with five. Yeah. Okay. That's tough. That is tough to break down. Certainly. No, I, I don't. I don't disagree. I think it's it's a weird one, right? Because I think Tulsa did push a bit, and I don't think this was the same conventional "quote unquote" low block that you would see possibly against like the RGV away, like we saw with them. Tulsa, I'm not going to say they were the aggressor by any means because I don't think they were, but they did have stretches, especially in the first half, where they were looking to push forward. They did unbalance rising a bit, and then the second half, while well, I think rising became a bit more of the aggressors it's just yeah there wasn't much there i think to your point even if you're not blaming the field they do alter a bit of how they go about it and i think that's where maybe the narrative that some of the chats saying how they quote unquote play into the draw a bit early on and i think right especially with given the some of the substitutions and where they came in uh when they did I kind of, you know, you kind of can see that a bit. It's interesting as well, though, because when you look at it, right, I'll give you some second half stats here on this. Rising 17 final third entries to Tulsa's 33. But Rising have a higher XG. They're creating better chances. Yep. They have more shots, nine shots, one of which is on target. Tulsa gets seven shots, zero on target in the second half. That's despite the fact, again, that Tulsa are entering the final third twice as often as Phoenix Rising are. Rising were definitely, definitely creating more when they got in those transitional moments. They were able to get the ball up there. They were able to try and do something with it. The issue comes to the fact that, again, it was just elements where in the first half, I think you looked at what they did. Um, rising with that team in the first half, right? 33 final third entries. What did they do with it? Five shots, two on target. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's fine. It's not great. Again, they should have done better with it. They should have been more successful in trying to create chances out of those final third entries. That's where the problem lies. Yep. Seeing Mikey's comment, Harvey should have gotten it subbed in way earlier. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, right, uh, especially where you're not coming off a week, where you're paying, playing so many matches in a week, uh, definitely could use a way to rotate those guys in a bit sooner. Uh, anyone that kind of in retrospect, you kind of think, hey, this person stood out for a positive, negative reason that we did not touch on. I know we kind of touched on some of the highlights. Other again, other than the other than I, the hesitation, I, I'm guessing Gabby if you're Torres, asking this, Jose I'm Andres guessing if you're asking this that you've got one in mind. No, I was cheering. You actually you. don't. Okay, well, because I was, I don't really either. I think as a team, it was overall an all right performance, but sure. there was not a huge amount of standout no, really. I, I, th I think the one I guess we talked about a bit that maybe you know some people were putting contention from out of the mass was Jose Andres Hernandez. I think he was he was everywhere. I think he's a guy where. 
you know, it's always something, right? I, I know whether he's paired with, you know, whether it's Panos in the midfield, Renzo Zambrano with Carlos Havre, whoever it is. It's just so fascinating how he just he very much adds a different element to rising, I think, right, where other guys are maybe more a bit more ball progressors. That guy is always moving and and, and and rarely and rarely looks to play a negative ball. I think it's Jose Andres Hernandez, fantastic player in a lot of ways. Actually, I will pull some yeah. of his stats from sure. that one since you're mentioning it. Passing accuracy, 94.9%. Led the team with 75 accurate passes. Second highest with Lorenzo Zambrano on 57. Um, passing accuracy in the final third, in case you thought they were all just passes around the back. 100% of his eight attempts. So... Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen a lot from Jose in, in recent weeks. I think as well, he's been someone who's really stepped up. You look at him, he is really important, I think, in that midfield. Yeah. I genuinely think he is. He's someone who has stepped up no end. Um, I think you see a player who is smart in the midfield when you look at uh, you look at Jose. I think that when you, you look at what he does, yes, he's a small guy. We know that. He's a small guy in stature. He just is, okay? But you don't see him get overpowered, I don't think, in that midfield. Mm. And that's something that can be an issue sometimes when you have some of those smaller guys in the midfield. That can be an issue. You put them up against guys who are, quite frankly, like pit bulls in the midfield, let's be perfectly honest. Okay? And they struggle. But that's not what I see out of Jose. No. No, I think I think it's a nice compliment whether you're putting... I mean, that's the thing is, even though Carlos Harvey is the, you know, stature-wise, largest and most, I would say, physical midfielder that rising has lest we forget Renzo Zambrano loves himself a yellow card too so he does he's still on the brink whether you're putting whether you're putting Jose Andres Hernandez with either guy I think he complements the midfield well and then again Panos gives you a different element but I think it's just something very interesting where you get a lot of looks with rising in the midfield and that teases us nicely from when we get into the second segment talking about the defense something that we haven't touched on too much but Mm -hmm. I will say I'm seeing PGNX Sports in the chat, I'm paying attention to the guys, I promise, but I'm also looking at the clouds outside. They're lit. And right above, say Lee, good job, and make sure you end your day with a bit of OGs to complete the trifecta. Well, I want to hear that uh, OGs, maybe PHNX Sports, whoever could be behind the Mac, it's Jacob. Maybe he's taking a little bit of OGs. Maybe that's why the clouds look so lit, as they say. Maybe you can be lit, as the kids say. Is that say. true? I don't know, Jacob. Can you confirm? No. You, you can't confirm. No. Okay. Well, if he can't confirm, we're just going to assume that Jacob behind the Mac is absolutely taking OGs. High as a kite. High as a kite. It's why he's looking at the clouds. They look phenomenal. Well, you guys can uh, have the clouds look phenomenal too. Check out our friends at OGs Brands. They're a good freaking time. They got the minis back in stock. Again, for those of you who like the minis, they are back on the shelves. Check them out everywhere. near. Uh, find them out at your nearest dispensary at ogsbrands.com and check them out on all socials at ogsbrands. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. Got the fruits, the creams, all those in the minis. Indica sativas, all that good stuff. Nice, four nice, different nice. Uh, four different combos for those of you mm. who are uh, good math whizzes and all that stuff. And uh, also, again, I know we're seeing people in the chat. Good stuff. People drinking beer. People, uh, people drinking beer. What are you drinking right there? Say, uh, wow. What's wow? Oh, that's a wow. Oh, wow. You ever you ever exclaim, oh, wow, after you drink a wow? A wow wheat? A, a, like a wheat beer? Why is he like a wheat beer? Right. Check out a, a Four Peaks and a wheat. What, 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 what are you doing a, with that voice, Max? What? It's just how I say a wheat. Did I, did I say something? Max, why are you like this? I'm just saying you're drinking a wheat. 
Anyway, check out Four Peaks. They have the Huawei's and the Kilt Lifters, the Hazies, Hopknots, um, the Green Shot, T-Logger, the Pumpkin Porter. Pumpkin Porter's I'm back, just folks. just trying to enjoy my beer pump- in peace. Yeah, you're Huawei. Pumpkin Porter's stuff. back. It's a good time. They got the Allspice, the Little Nutmeg, everything in it. Did you say the Green Shot T-Logger? No, the, no, the Green Tea <laughs> Shot Logger. <laughs> the Green Tea Logger. It's the Tea Shot. Of course. I know my what I'm saying. Come on. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, it's uh, always a good time. Check out Four Peaks. All is good stuff. Again, their pumpkin porter, all that stuff. Four Peaks Brew, Four Peaks Pub on Instagram. And uh, check them out at fourpeaks.com to uh, check them out and uh, go to the Street Pub. Must be 20 years or older to enjoy responsibly. Indeed, indeed, indeed. They're trying us to land the plane. We're, we're not even like, we were like a third of the way in the show. Yeah. Y'all, y'all are tough. Yes, exactly. Serious podcasts. Uh, yeah, well... Kind of getting into the seriousness. We are not serious. We're, yeah, you're, well, anytime you produce, honestly, it really does go extra off the rails. You were singing Little Mermaid, I think, last time you were on. Is that true? Cannot confirm. Yeah, okay. You can't confirm anything. You're on OGs, buddy. Um, yes, yeah, speaking of uh, things that are serious, right, we talked a bit, again, teed it up, talked about the attack, talked about the midfields throughout this pod. Haven't really shed as much light on the defenders. And I know Statlacky Reese pulled a lot of stats for us. I know you have some stuff as well, but I think the main narrative, right, is there's a bit of a timeline. And it's not it's not like it's a, you know, before and after that's cl- clear cut down the middle. But there's a lot of comparison of this team with Kev Lambert and without Kev Lambert. There is, right? So I focused a lot on uh, some of the guys now. Um who are playing at centre-back and playing in those kind of roles, right? So one of the key things I've thought, okay, let's look some of these players up, see what they did before, see what they did after Kev's mm-hmm. departure. So you look at a guy like Mo Traore as a bit of an example. I think we've all noticed he was named to the bench of the team of the week this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all noticed the fact that he is definitely starting to step up. When you look at some of those stats, he has played about 45% of his minutes after Kev's departure. Mm-hmm. However, over that spell, he is, uh, has come in 58% of the tackles that he's won. Um, it's seen him the 47% of the duels that he won. They've all come after that time. He has stepped up. They are both, well, he's playing better in those categories uh, after Kev's departure than he was before you look at some of the other guys as well we can talk of course about a guy like alejandro fuenmayor right okay perfect example again not perfect but still 34.5 percent of his minutes come after kev lambert has departed yep what percentage of the tackles that he's won all season came after that point max say it again what percentage of the tackles that ale fuenmayor has won came after kev's departure i don't have the stats in front of me 52.3 don't ask me rhetorical questions have come after Kev's departure, despite the fact that he's that's only 34% of the minutes that he's played. Okay? You look at the aerial duels he's won, that's up as well. Um, that's at 40%. You look at the duels that he's won, um, 43% of them. Yep. All coming after that point. Again, despite the fact that he's only played 34.5% of his minutes after Kev lambert's departure and then of course you look at the other piece we, we can't do a before and after on because he wasn't here before but you look at the effectiveness they've had out of a guy like john stenberg Boom. he is winning over 77 percent of his attempted tackles Homeboy he tall. is winning Homeboy lanky 58 franklin s percent of jewels he is winning 60.8 
percent of balls in the air. Is that good? Yes. Those are good numbers. That's majority. Okay. For those of you keeping score at home. In every category, he's winning more than he's losing. That's good. They're decent numbers. That's good. Okay. We've seen those guys step up. We've seen them really kind of lift themselves to another level. Again, you can see in the guys who you can compare a before and after with, you can see that more obviously. Stenberg, I think, has been very, very good since his arrival. Um, but yes, there's it, just a lot of a lot of that as well. And I know you, you've got some more people and more things you want to draw attention I to. I do, here, right? I do. And here's the interesting, right, is, you know, you talk about Kev, you know, Kev, uh, you know, go, moving on to greener pastures, no longer on the team. And so... Feels a bit of a of a void, right? You know, you have you know you have a couple guys who have rotated in. Even if you look at let's say the three center backs that typically have been within that system, and really you can kind of shuffle in more or less four guys, right? So it's fun. Mario Stenborg, Stenberg have traditionally in the second half of the season been really playing together, and then you kind of look at okay. Two different center backs that have kind of been within that trio. You're either looking at Mo Traore, especially as of late, or at times, again, he has been injured, Krutzen. We actually kind of did a little bit of a look. If you look at how all three of these players have been with each other, right? Average goals against about 1.4. If you take any one of those players out, about 0.9. And uh, goals four, right? 1.6 average goals, four, 1.8 if you take any of the guys out, right? So again, little bit skewed there. You then look at how things compare with Mo Triare alongside Stenberg and Fuenmayor. Yeah. That's, the be- that's the better one actually to look at here it because is. of course Crutzen's minutes have been limited in this case since Kev Lambert's departure and especially with John Stenberg's arrival. Absolutely. And this is when all these three players are starting, by the way, not just appearing where they all start together. Average goals against, it's 1.3 when the two are together, 1.2 when only one of them is missing it's not that big of a drop-off average goals four goes up a bit but it's even things like right even just looking at passing accuracy at different crosses into the game it it has a bit more of an attacking flow which is something that i actually found kind of interesting especially given the performance of these guys and it really comes back to this i think that whoever has been in the center back position for this team you've kind of had a bit of mix of styles that still have been uh, complete throughout the season, right? A lot of the time we saw early on in the season, you saw Krutzen really being that guy of, hey, I'm going to play that long ball, going to play that corner ball. When he goes down, you bring Stenberg in. He has been that guy to really take that place, right? Then you kind of have, okay, well, who's going to be the guy that's really going to be kind of the cleanup, I don't want to say bruiser in a way, but who's going to really be that physical presence? It's been Fuenmayor in a lot of these cases. And then you have Mo Traore and Kev Lambert, and this is not comparing the two because they are different players, right? We very much valued Kev Lambert starting, and I think you're going to ask every any Rising fan, naturally, they're going to want Kev starting ahead of Mo. But you see that they offer a bit of everything they're kind of a bit of like they're if you're looking at their range of a profile, they're able to pass, they're able to defend. Mo Traore had a couple that nice, nice, nice assist, and he kind of gave me that Shaq meme. You know, I, I'm sorry, I wasn't familiar with your game. It's one of those things where you see the passes, but he's been putting in some dimes lately. He has, he has. But you know, someone else actually, who of course is that injured at the moment. Yeah, um, that we should talk about here, and that's Darnell King. Yeah, um, that's the other part of our conversation. His, you look at his entire season now. You look at the games that he starts and the games that he doesn't start. Oh yeah. Okay, and you look at how that compares with things like the average goals they score, yep. the average goals they concede, and you just see that this team is better with Darnell King in the team than it is with him not in the team. Okay, one point nine per match goal scored when oh. he's in the team drops to one point four without him. Oh yeah, only one point oh. Uh, 
with well, it's dead on one actually. Uh, it's, one it's dead on one. It actually works yes. out perfectly. Um, dead on one goal against per match uh, if he starts. One point four against if he doesn't. So you're looking at a, a pretty substantial difference there, really, in the team's fortunes on the average. If Darnell is starting versus if he isn't. Yeah. No, very much. I, th- I think it's right. It's something where especially, right, especially when he has been playing and starting consistently in the last month or so, he has been, you know, an incredibly consistent defender. defender and I would even, a player, I would even say he's been Rising's most consistent player, even outside of possibly Trejo and Arteaga. That might even be a hot take. I don't know. I know they're scoring at will, but he, Darnell King, you have understood what you've been getting out of him when he has been playing. We, we've seen him genuinely. I mean, I know we keep saying this on this pod. I think this last month or so, is probably some of the best football that oh, yeah. we've seen Darnell King play in a Phoenix Rising shirt. Very much so. And I think the inter- and it's unfortunate now that he's injured. Um, I, know. I mean, we'll get a better update, you'd hope, on Thursday morning, um, see how far along he is in the process. I'd personally be very shocked if yeah. he plays on Saturday. But I will also say this, actually. We could talk about Darnell King. There's a whole other facet we're going to talk about. And that is the fact that this guy is such an influence in the locker room, right? And this is for all of you people who doubt him as a captain. Everyone, if you're whining on the Facebook group about this and saying, why? Is, why is Darnell King the captain? Get rid of Darnell, right? I don't see this team fly players out to games when they are not fit to play. It doesn't happen. The team chose to fly Darnell King out with them yep. to the game in Tulsa. They don't do that. They did that in this case because of what he brings to the locker room. They yep. do not do that for players. No. The fact that they've done that speaks volumes. Style like Reese clipped that. Get those time codes, buddy. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, honestly, that's... It, it's so true. I think, like, the measure that Woody brings, and we've said this at length, it goes beyond just what's on the pitch. But it's one of those things, a lot of times, you know, right, people can put in a captain and say, oh, well, you know, that's their leadership quality, but maybe not the most consistent performer. No, he has been a incredibly consistent this season, performer yeah, this yeah. season. He is, And here's the other thing that I find very interesting when you bring up the wingbacks is it's now been... I mean, now the majority of the players on the roster in that wingback position have missed pretty significant time due to injury, at least a handful of matches, whether you're talking about Darnell King, whether you're talking about Uzo, whether you're talking about Gabby Torres, Emi Quasio, all of these... Manjoma. Manjoma. All of these guys, literally everyone has either gone through periods where they're either missing stretches of matches or they're starting stretches of matches, right? Earlier in the season, we thought, Uzo, how is, you know, uh, go down early with an in- injury to Quasio, and then you're thinking, how are you going to drop Uzo? He gets injured. Then it's okay how Wanjoma how you know how is he going to work in and then you have Gabby Torres coming back in a form he can't take him out of his spot it's something that there was a time period in the season where we were so 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 lacking depth at wing back because everyone was injured and now you're looking at it as while it's unfortunate incredibly that Darnell King is injured and he has been I think over the period of time their most complete wing back and the most consistent you look at it and it's like well, you're hoping the drop-off isn't going to be as significant as you might think because you have so many guys who are there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's the next man up kind of it is. mentality. I mean, we look, everyone going into this season genuinely said all of the um how many wingbacks does this team need wingbacks fc must be nice. You know, like must be nice now. And hindsight. now you look at it in hindsight, hindsight and hindsight. think no, that's that's they they needed them. Oh, yeah. They needed those guys oh, yeah. this season. They needed all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, it's it's one of those things I think especially given that position and how much effort and running is required in it, 
it helps to have extra just knowing that, right, a lot of the times those are going to be one of the first subs that you're seeing in a match. I mean, I, I trying to think off the top of my head when, you know, you're seeing this team not make at least one sub to one of the wingbacks per game. That's because they run a ton. This system demands so much from your wingbacks, not just defending, not just getting up the pitch and making the runs, but even if they're not getting fed the ball, and we've seen this a lot from Darnell King, even if you're not getting defend, uh, the fed the ball up that, that, uh, that side, whether it's left or right, you need to make those runs because that helps open up space in the lanes, in the half spaces for Danny Trejo, for a Panos Armanakas to threaten this team. And you have to have someone who can put in a shift each and every time. You do. You do. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, right, other than, and I know we've kind of been asking this, and I, we've seen a couple games, right? I feel, we feel pretty set on the back three, right? We like the combo of... <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm laughing that Max has just locked himself out of his laptop. No, I didn't lock it out. It I just said I, that it, it just... didn't recognize him as well. Because it was looking at my thing. face and it didn't recognize my face. That's because <laughs> his facial recognition is actually his feet. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Nice try. Nice try for those of you watching on. Go back and check it frame by frame, Jacob. We need to see. You wouldn't have seen anything. Uh, no, but uh, right, we kind of seem pretty set on the back three of, you know, Motrari, Fuenmayor, and Stenberg. It's, they've been guys been incredibly, incredibly consistent. It's tough for Crutzen because, I mean, right, he had a couple stretches early on the beginning of the season where it's like, okay, some mental errors, but he's been a pretty consistent performer. Injury sucks, but these guys seem pretty entrenched within their role. You now kind of look at... You don't want to disrupt the rhythm, is it, right? Well, that's and, the thing, well, right? And that, and that's Daniel Crutzen, good, good player in a lot of ways, good leader as well within yes. the team. And yet at the same time, yeah, it's hard to crack your way into a starting 11 when we can see yes. uh, we can see the fact that the guys who are out there at the moment are still getting the job done. Yep. So then let me ask, out, let's say, right, Darnell King, he is injured. Who are your, in your preference, first top two wingbacks? It's probably Manjoma and Gabby Torres at this point, I think. I don't disagree with you. I think Uzo's the guy you want off the bench. I think Uzo can do a job on the team. He can do a good job off the bench. But to me, it's still Gabby Torres and Eddie Manjoma. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Chat, uh, let us know if you agree, disagree, have different opinions. Also, people are asking me to show my feet. Uh, it's not happening. I need some super chat. But you know what you can use your feet for is you can walk over to Circle K and get those free Polar Pops courtesy of their Inner Circle program, right? Circle K, download that Circle K app for free. You download the Inner Circle program on it for free. It's all in the app. Get five free polar pops immediately upon signing up also if you want to walk your feet into your car then press gas with the on, on the gas with those little piggly wigglies of your toesy woesies you can then fill up with your first five fills being 25 cents off per gallon thanks to circle k and their can, inner circle can we program is mike jacob i'm doing an ad read this is what i do baby this is what i do no check out circle k always good time with the inner circle program shout out them hooking us up it's free it's good time all uh every six snack hot item whatever it's all free shout out circle k it's fantastic arizona zone do it do it if now. he doesn't ever add i may have to crush one of these what's that like you're driving me to this point max oh to what a four peaks 
Well, you're gonna get a four peaks. That our friends at Valley Tapper. Valley Tapper, you can get all the four peaks. Oh, you no, darn it, well, up. please. You didn't up. even know it. Oh, Valley no. Tapper, they got the four peaks on deck, baby. They also got Stop wine sloshies. They like got like Valley Tapper. They got three different kinds of wine. They have all these type of things. Shout out, my man Donald, hooking us up. Gonna be doing some rising stuff. Not only towards the end of the season, maybe uh, you know, maybe even some even off-season content. Do little things there, but be on the lookout Sweet. at Valley Tapper Room. For a little surprise coming around the corner again, check out Valley Tapper on my Instagram to keep up with that. We're going to be involved. Again, shout out my man Donald. Own will buy you a beer. Uh, Max is buying beers. No. Uh, yeah, what out. does the sticker say? Max, the beers that I don't Max have. I don't have a sticker. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I hear this one at Max's Retro Pub now in Tulsa. <laughs> Wait, what, what's that now? <laughs> it's a place called Max's Retro Pub in Tulsa. I'm sorry, was it name? Did you name it that because you No, put a no, no, that's the actual name of the oh, place. Oh, I thought when you sent me that text, I thought you were joking that it's no, now. No, no, that was the name. We didn't, I, I didn't know that when I walked in there after the game, but that was the name. Did you take a picture of the front? I would have liked that. No. Why? That's, that's Google like Street that. View is free, Mac. I, that's not the same thing. Oh boy. Anyway, yeah. Uh, do what the sticker says, or you know, don't. Uh, let's Max is buying beers. Get out of here. Uh, you know, you want to talk about some uh, transfer news in the USL? Yeah, yeah. Milanovski mm. heading Ooh. to Denmark. Six-figure fig uh, transfer fee, according to reports at the time. Um, can't give you the specific, but it looks like it's on the higher end. Oh yeah. Um, he is moving to Denmark. Not now. Money. Not now, of course, because the transfer window has closed, but the deal has been agreed. He will move in January to the team that are currently second in Superliga over there. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce the name. Max, would you like to try to pronounce the name? Here we go. Copenhagen. No, not Copenhagen. (laughs) You super that good. He's good. He's not that good. Hmm. Do you, before I try to, what, what is there a, what is the, uh, what is that called? Like the, uh, that's like merge day and E. Yes. It's just like a merge day and E. Well, I'm sure they call it something different. Yeah, it's probably got a name, but like, I don't know. Um, do I look like I speak Danish, Max? Kind (laughs) of. Thanks, Jacob. (laughs) Thanks, Jacob. My man, fair skin, baby. Uh, let's, uh, let's go. Oh, but I do apologize. I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm gonna give it an honest try. Uh, Nors, Nor, Nors, Nors Holland. Uh, I guess Norseland. That's that's. Well, I don't know. Um, I guess it wouldn't be Nors Holland. Anyway, 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 he's moving there. Six figure sum uh, in January. So that means he is, of course, still with OC at this time. Uh, the team he's moving to are currently in the UEFA Europa Conference League. If they make it to the knockout rounds, he will be able potentially to play in that so that's a big move orange county a team that have often focused on development um we've seen that over the years and moving on another player over to europe and to be honest though a little bit of a different one i think he's moving to a much higher level than we've seen players in their prime move to we've seen young players make the move right and that's not necessarily a shock right when a guy is 18 19 and he's being shipped on from a usl team uh, he's 24, I believe. I was say, I know he's well, in like he's 24. Mid, early mid he's 20s. In that, he's in that prime. He's he really in that is. prime right it there. Is. Okay. We don't see Solid those deals, move. right? When USL players who are in their prime move to Europe, they usually go to 
kind of like second tier kind of teams of a Swedish variety, let's say. Um, literally, they moved to Sweden second tier. But in, in this case, that's not what we're seeing, right? We're seeing a, a player moving to a team that is competing in Europe from a league that, look, it's not the best league, right? But you worse. look at some of these teams and say, okay, they're threats in the secondary European competition. You don't only really want to play them. Sure. Um, yeah. they, they can beat you in these kind of games. I, I, I just, yeah. And I mean, Michael saying development being selling players that don't even train with the team. Hey, it's money. It's money. money. You see how much money they're making off of that. Okay. <laughs> they don't get fans in, so they got to find money somehow. Come on, Michael. <laughs> He's laughing at that one. Am I wrong? I mean, no. No, <laughs> no exactly. Right? No, not wrong. It's, it's uh... Great Park FC. <sighs> Great Park FC. Wait, what? Is that... They're playing the Orange County Great Park. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, yeah. I, I spaced out for a second. Um, no, but even looking at what the... What is what is the Denmark... Uh, what do you League think Denmark coefficient. coefficient? Yeah. 14, that's not bad. 14, that's not bad. Look, it's not bad. It's better than some of the other ones. I, I mean, mean, right, you got England, Spain, Italy, Germany, Netherlands, France, Portugal, Belgium, Turkey, Scotland, Austria, Switzerland, Serbia. I mean, that's not... For UEFA, that's not bad, man. A lot of giants in there. Like, you've seen some players who have come through the system. Yeah, solid, I mean, man. it's better than some other leagues that you look at and you'd say there's even decent teams in those, right? I mean, it's better than uh, better than Greece, and Greece has some big-name clubs in it. Yeah. It's better than... Better than Poland wow. and Sweden. I was going to say Ukraine, Croatia, but that feels Croatia, like an awkward Croatia. one to, to mention at this moment in time, particularly. But... um. Better than yeah. I mean, there are other, there are other countries in here that have teams that that genuinely oh, compete. Yeah. It's just not many players who do that. No. Not many players who make that kind of move. Um, and so I don't know, people are getting excited out there of the D backs. I think somehow. Um, but Jace Peterson beat out in uh, a single. Okay, did he? Good, great. Okay. Um, big baseball game. There we go. Big ba We're a secondary baseball pod apparently. Um, oh, but. Gosh. That's a nightmare. Yeah, I, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be bad. bad for business. A very, very excitable in Dallas Fort Worth Airport on the way to Tulsa as the D-backs won that game one 0 over oh, the Chicago yeah. Cubs, oh, and yeah. it definitely didn't have anything to do with the uh, the alcohol in the lounge at all. No, no you would never, 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 never. never. That didn't make me more excitable at all. But look, it's a big move for USL to have a player like that moving overseas to a club that is serious i think compared to some of the teams that we've seen mm -hmm. usl players move to um so i think that's just it's just big news for the league it's obviously very good for orange county especially the fact they keep him until the end of the year that's been that can be a concern sometimes you see these deals you can't stand in the way you can't stop them from happening and yet at the same time they can really leave you in the lurch if they happen at the wrong time this team would come calling two weeks ago right yeah you've potentially lost him for the rest of the season oh yeah because you can't stop him from making that move no club is going to do that especially a team like orange county that rely on that for the money that they, in the way that they do okay you can't get that reputation to people who'll stop a player from making a move like that it's true so yeah, yeah. Not a good look. Not a not good, a good not, look. Not a good look. Well, it's good news, right? I, I think I saw what Mikey in the comments. Maybe it was Reese. I don't know. Someone. Was, yes, yes, Michael. Tulsa is indeed one of the worst airports <laughs> in the world. It's not oh, a good airport. Oh, gosh. No, someone, uh, someone was just saying, what? Like, just thank goodness he is 
out of the that we don't have to play him anymore was i believe the sentiment ah uh, yeah true Therese, but you want yes. him out now you don't want him <laughs> yeah 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 also sly making fun of our tower this is a great tower it's a great tower Beers are being built. Uh, right. I mean, it's it's definitely something. Oh, dear gosh. Uh, Pat in the chat. Uh, no, there. Let's see. Flip that's, that's, that's actually that's actually pretty. That's pretty oh, clever. No. That's pretty clever. Uh, we're not going to indulge that. <laughs> um, no, but I think it's something where you look to see this as a reputation for the league and whether or not people are balking at how good the coefficient is or what type of league it is. If you are able to to bring in a player who starts in this league for either little to no like transfer value, build them up into a high six figure deal and then put them into a like, you know, this is a top flight of a European club. And this isn't like, again, some second tier club in Sweden who has a lower coefficient. This is something that like is competitive. It is competitive. It is something that like matters and look, we've we've helps. No, we've it known helps the whole league reputation. It does, it does. But we've yeah. known now for years, right, that the fact that USL has some of the um I think tape on the league that's accessible. Um, sure. It makes it easier sometimes for some of these moves. Um, but yeah, we should talk a bit about some results and some fixtures as well. Of course, there was one game on Sunday. That's a barn burner. Birmingham Legion 1, New Mexico United 0. Sweet home, Alabama. Yeah, so Nico Brett actually got the goal in that game nico brett a former new mexico united player of course of uh fame from when their fans came to phoenix in the open cup last year and was singing his name to the tune of baby shark incredibly cringy but still that was it was bad it was bad jacob's looking at me now because jacob wants bad. to sing baby shark i was fighting the urge you do it you won't shark. you won't yeah, you won't. He won't. Oh. Yeah, exactly. He won't because you're trying to egg him on to do it now. Yeah, when Jacob doesn't okay, have, we know Jacob what doesn't have the like. voice for it. He's not listening to you. He's already talking. He's not listening he, to he you, man. Baby Shark anyway, baby, I hear. So that's, that's a big one, I think. New Mexico now, it's leaving them in a rough spot. You've got to bear in mind they are in 10th. They are at present four points back from the eighth playoff place. Oh, yeah. It's getting tough for them. I mean, as Michael says in the chat, Rising could eliminate them from playoff contention. That'd be just a just shame. Wouldn't that just, be amusing for just, some just Rising a fans? Shame. Oh, Very we amusing. Of course, it, it, it would be sad for Greg Hurst, who's quite liked in in Phoenix. I still That's believe. actually very true. Um, but at the same time. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, there is a game tomorrow. Tomorrow, Max, what's the game tomorrow? Uh, I'm no, uh, I'm no predictor, but I hear it's Las Vegas lights versus El Paso locomotive. He can read, can he can read. read it off my laptop. Well done, Max. Yeah. So Las Vegas lights taking on El Paso locomotive, El Paso managed in their last game to hang on and get that nil nil draw against Orange County in what was, I think probably one of the dullest games of football you will ever witness. Uh, two shots on target in total across the entire entire uh match there so yeah it's pretty yeah. pretty di pretty dire yeah i'm not, not talking great. about eric not great not great not great That's but crazy. anyway they are playing las vegas lights a side that are atrocious and yet still managed to get their third win of the season in a come from behind 3-1 win at home at cashman field against oakland roots on vegas loves oakland sports teams night you know what uh they say about the attendance in cashman field uh no one knows what it is because they never report it no check this out ready Lights on, no one's home. That's pretty good. Did you just come up with that one yourself, sure Max? I did. That's pretty you good. You did. Oh, you know what? 
For once, I got to give him credit for that one. That's that pretty, was decent. That's pretty good. That was all right. That was all right. Well done. I appreciate that. Well, and you know, and if you want to hear more of these, check out what's going on in our Discord channel. Become a PHNX Die Hard. I'm giving you guys all these amazing jokes and one-liners no, and they're dad not jokes. Good. I don't know. They're also usually pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, become a Die Hard today. Super awesome. Check us out. You can get your membership at phnxlocker.com, you know, sign up for annual membership. You get 20% off all events, 20% off all T-shirts. You get your first shirt for free, as well as every single year of your membership. It's a darn good time. Uh, as Owen likes to say, it's another way, another platform where you can say nice things to me. You know, we can have a nice conversation. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? As well, 87th minute is currently Mexico to Uzbekistan. Too. That is notable because Mexico was losing at halftime. They were losing at halftime, yeah. <laughs> Uzbekistan have scored two goals on three shots. Yeah, it's, uh, okay. it's, uh, it's a toughie. It is a toughie. Um, yeah, man. A lot, of, a lot of going on in the footy, footy world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say footy because then that brings up the chat and stuff. Um, Ma- Max, what? What was that, Max? No, don't. Max, don't. what was that? Don't. Uh, producer Jacob, did you catch that? What was Max suggesting? That he sells feed pics. No, producer Jacob couldn't catch a cold. Okay. Um, it's funny that you say that because I literally have a cold. Stop. Why are you in the room with us? Get away. Everyone is moving away. Start lucky Reese is slowly okay. migrating. We're across. just gonna we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna get we're scared. Gonna I'm gonna mask. show off the t-shirt. I'm gonna show off the t-shirt as you can hear through me. This is how uh you protect yourself. I'm just kidding. Jacob is fine, right? You Jacob. can buy this fine t-shirt on the PHNX locker. Yeah, buy on PHNX locker, protect yourself from Jacob. Even if he doesn't if have a, wait, even if he does or doesn't have a cold, just protect him from you anyway. Uh you know, you can't noogie him, he's pretty tall. But anyway, anything else, Owen, we gotta say no, before we no, get out of here. I'm, I'm packing in okay, I appreciate everyone. This has been the PHNX Rising podcast as always uh, appreciate you guys joining you can find us uh shout out dbacks guys you guys can find us on the twitterverse or the xverse or whatever they're calling it these days at ph next underscore underscore rouse because double the underscore double the fun double the fun you can follow me on twitter at max david simpson you can follow on twitter at oj evans 18 uh, we will be back on thursday 6 p.m we got a little matchup to prepare for uh, on saturday i'm gonna give you guys so a preview thursday. Did you say Tuesday? No, I said Thursday. You did say Thursday. I said we'll be back on Thursday. We'll be back on Thursday at 6 to preview, get ready for the matchup on Saturday. All that good jazz. Um, yeah. Meantime, it's a beautiful game. Way more beautiful when you're not Mexico losing at halftime. Laters.